Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Horan. We are here once again with a brand new episode thanks to the layout of Season 12 where we are bringing you a horror movie every day in October. And for today's addition to Season 12, we will be talking about the 2002 British apocalypse zombie hit 28 Days Later. Written by Alex Garland and directed by Danny Boyle, the film stars Killian Murphy, Brandon Gleeson, Naomi Harris and Christopher Eccleston. A transition title card that informs us of the ellipsis occurring in this apocalyptic thriller acts also as the title for this movie, enhancing a distinctive ambience that breathes speculating uncertainty as the title diminishes to darkness. The film drops an opening scene that has enough detail to give us the explanation of the ramifications of why the world has gone into dormant disarray, with a five-minute rundown onto an experiment gone wrong in a lab where they have infected animals with rage, a virus that turns them into tunnel-visioned savage killers that, without remorse, quickly spreads to humans. Thus, the infamous title card slash transition tranquilly appears on our screens, and this is where Danny Boyle's guerrilla-style filmmaking peaks when he exploits the once-urban London as an empty, desolate aftermath. Bike messenger Killian Murphy awakens in a hospital, much like Grimes does in Walking Dead, oblivious to the events of the world and this new virus presumably totaling the majority of the population, as we spend a good 10 minutes with Jim touring the identifiable places of London in an exceptional vibe that resorted in the crew shooting at 4am to get authorization to do these scenes in the heart of the capital. Aimlessly walking around looking for meaning around Piccadilly Circus and meandering through other landmarks, Jim must survive the unknown horrors to him, while he also acquaints himself with other lost souls that are too trying to salvage a meaning in the now disshelved world, if any, in this excellent crafted zombie movie that would make George A. Romero proud. The mythology of zombies date back all the way to 1932 with Victor Halperin's White Zombie, starring the monster actor himself, Bela Lugosi, which would of course then inspire Romero's Night of the Living Dead in 1968, the first recognisable staple to the mythology of zombies and their characteristics, a film that famously advertised its slogan as They Won't Stay Dead, provoking people of the 60s to witness this landmark horror show which spiralled into the phenomenon we know today with over a 100 movies that have been done or tickled with the concept of a zombie. Now, as time has done its thing, things have altered in terms of traits or characteristics of a zombie, kind of like how vampires lost a cloak and their alter ego of a bat as time went forward. The big change for zombies, though, is the speed. They have and always remain slow-moving creatures in the original Romero pictures until this very film introduced an ongoing debate with the zombies in this film who are sprint-worthy athletes. After 28 days later, it felt like a dam had burst that could never be rebuilt. It was popularized, frenzied, and it added flavor to the icon of a zombie that we love to watch, making them more a visceral enemy than the ones that were used pre-28 days later. The film scores major points for modesty using the model of a zombie as an exploration for human nature, much like Darabont's The Mist does. The very enticing evil that is presented to us, whether they are menacing monsters, spooky spectres or the unnerving undead, acts as a catalyst that proves to just be simply present than actually dangerous, which provokes the real horror to be unearthed from humanity itself. 
What 28 Days Later does uniquely that many fail to understand or like is the climatic end scene at the army barracks where the zombies are somewhat diminished from the story altogether and a genre shift has been forced where Jim and co have to escape the hands of the horny macho platoon squad who simply cease to ever give up their control they have been so cheaply passed on to. The film exploits the real horror, not the zombies but the humans and the film does not shy away from spending an entire third act dedicated to this. The low budget is really what gives this movie more depth, where the story has had special attention in the air rights way and how all movies should be done. You give it more money and you watch the steady decline of the entire movie. I mean, maybe besides the appalling yet redundant gore. The everyman or woman is always the key protagonist in most horror movies and hence here again with a bike messenger at the centre of attention as he gets from A to B to C we come across different characters that realistically tell us he wouldn't have survived without them. Killian Murphy has a calm impression about him who is trying to get a handle on the situation. His proper stoic resting face acts as an extremely effective characteristic for Jim since the third act sees Jim finally take the charge he needed to of a situation that for the first time in the movie isn't against the undead but the very symbol of society an army where he completely mirrors the movements of a zombie and relatably kills like them too perhaps there is a metaphor tucked away nicely as jim has predictably encounters with christopher eccleston the head of platoon as he drills his thumbs into the eyes of the very people they were running towards for the first two acts the juxtaposition of Jim is what excels the character development that future director Alex Garland composes here. This is very evident from his debut movie Ex Machina. Boyle's delivery on small films is where he flexes his muscles. His horrifyingly realistic and recognisable set locations are a triumph for a movie of this size. His tilted yet composed shots of his dark, dingy grime of London is well placed in this film as a character of its own. The urbanism completely redacted in a favour of its acting as a playground for the undead or most of it actually recycled as an atmospheric wasteland. I honestly think that despite what zombies are meant to be, fast or slow, talkative or moany, smart or dumb, 28 Days Later is onto something more significant in terms of the greater message here, and that is the nature of civilization as one critic puts it. And this isn't the first and it won't be the last time the zombie subplot works easily into this articulation of what life means. The entire framework has some weight attached to it. Too heavy, some may say, for a horror, but why the hell not? Sometimes a horror can be more than blood and a cheap fright. The very notion of an institution being the very inhuman aspect of the entire movie is best presented at the beginning and at the end. At the end with the soldiers being completely empty, attempting any means to survive fueled by power and force, with utterly empty minds that create the inhuman nature of these men who are raping, killing and controlling their own kind. And then we have it at the beginning, which is a reflection for the institution, seeing all these central figures of Britain, the House of Parliament, Bank of England, etc., etc., empty, not destroyed, standing, but not fallen. Jim walks in between these buildings in fear of the emptiness, not what is lurking behind the shadows, because there is where the real fear lies. A fear where you have no idea how to react because it is invisible until it is revealed itself. Not quickly, but slowly, like it so eloquently does at the dinner scene at the end of the movie. The zombies, they are fast and there is no room to think. You don't even need to think. It's therefore a straight situation, ironically, despite their intentions. And maybe that is why Boyle made them fast, to push them into the real situation so the film can exploit the inhumanity that is left when the shit has hit the fan. Because this isn't a zombie movie, no. It is a movie about surviving against great odds against your own kind, but take nothing away. This is still and will always be a classic trope for a horror movie. The battle, not against zombies, but against the inhuman. Anyway, that's all I have time for with 28 Days Later, my favourite uh, zombie movie, in my opinion. And I honestly think that 
It was the movie that furthered Danny Boyle into the Oscar-winning director that he uh, became six years after this movie. But anyway, please subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Google, and Amazon, and I'm also on Spotify, and you can find me on Instagram too. That's Film Exploration AH, or lowercase, all one word. But for now, thank you for tuning in to Season 12 with Film Exploration with Ash Hurry.